need you to get out of here now, son. Get out of here now! services as science officer. Dr. McCoy, Scotty, and joining them on their mission, Commander Will Decker and Navigator. This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by Gems Art Studio. Gems Art Studio is an online store that allows access to prints that you can use for most anything, obviously as just a picture or as a wallpaper or as a bookmark or anything you can think of. You can find Gems Art Studio at etsy.com slash shop slash Gems Art Studio. This podcast is also brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Hello and welcome to another Organized Chaos Podcast. My name is Bobby Quarters. With me as always is Bob. How you doing, Bob? Oh, I'm doing okay. Uh, Jesus, okay. I think I just literally just now while you're doing the intro read something. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, give me one second to see if I can take it up. I want to get it from a verified source before I... Although that, the source I saw there was pretty good. Yeah, fuck it. Let's Google it. Mm. Yeah, well, well, read what you thought you read, and we're we're still waiting to get some confirmation, though. But I can tell some news that did happen that is has been confirmed. However, yes, uh, the passing of the actor William. That's uh, what I was just William looking Hurt. up. Yeah, I had not heard about. Yes, that. no, no. Yeah, yeah, I heard about it yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Y- yeah. That that sucks. Mm. That does. Um, uh, what's what movie that he that he's been in? Would you say first comes to mind for you? Oh God, <laughs> I was not ready. I yeah. did not realize he had passed. Uh, William Hurt. Uh, for me, first of all, and I know he's been in so many, and a lot of people will probably think this is just a wow, odd, odd selection. Mm-hmm. Uh, a history of violence. Oh God, yes. Yeah, yeah you see, my mind's going to like, like Big Chill or something like that. Oh yeah, no, he he was great in the big yeah. show. Great in that. He's great in almost everything yeah. he's in. History of Violence, I forgot about him. He was like the big villain, I mean, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh god, like he that, was good in that. Philly Gangster. Oh god. Mm. Yeah, well I mean it's like the three big stars in that were him, Ed Harris, and Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Like that's just right there's like sold. I don't care what what it is. Well, it, it also at- helps it's got a great director whose name eludes me right now, but Jesus, that guy's good. Uh That is a great Yeah, but that is a great movie. Oh yeah. David Cronenberg. Yeah, David Cronenberg. Oh, oh, can do Cronenberg. almost anything. Yeah. It's great. Anything. Yeah, yeah. That that explains like why it's so it's kind of like noir and mystery at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, I literally didn't know that until a second ago. I am going oh, to really? like and retweet Albert Brooks here. <laughs> I 
think Albert Brooks is mostly trustworthy. Yeah, no, I thought it was super trustworthy, but it's like, how have I not heard of this? How have I not and heard I know that he's, well, mm-hmm. he was in the big chill. Yeah. With William Hurt. It seems familiar. Yeah. No, the only reason I was suspect is not because I'm suspect of Albert Brooks is because it's, it's <laughs> you know, it could be a fake blue check mark and it could just be some person pretending to be Albert Brooks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, a, a YouTuber, I, I, a wrestling guy who talks wrestling to content mm-hmm. on YouTube, uh, he uh, he had to deal with that a few years ago. Uh, someone was impersonating him on Twitter Oof. and like kind of going through his actual like connections he's made in that business. Mm-hmm. And kind of ruining things, oh. like tarnishing, saying, like, had a fake blue check mark, And then they're calling him personally going, dude, why would you say that? Wow. I didn't say that. What are you talking about? On Twitter. What? Somebody hacked my account. That's not mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, the account, I guess the fake Twitter account was up for a while, but I know it's been taken down mm-hmm. now. Well, Twitter. Or at least I think it is the last time I checked. But Twitter's, yeah, but... Twitter is a wild place, a very wild place. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Like I say, that and Reddit are really the final frontier mm-hmm. of the internet. <laughs> I really should not even be on Twitter right now. Uh, fortunately, I haven't gotten anything from uh, Comicsgate recently. So, uh, yay! <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, we're, we're we'll That's... be okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. I mean. Yeah. yeah. People are people. Yes, they are. God, what are we even on today? Uh, we got... The, what, what are... Yeah. We got four mid, middle episodes of Superman and Lois. Uh, there's actually a fair bit to talk about this week, because... Uh, well, be yeah, these ones... Yeah. These ones weren't all packed with filler, just the first one, and then they just kind of stuffed... They, they deceived us with one, making us feel like it's going to be a filler, but no... It was heavily have to do with the the overall plot, mm-hmm. and uh, it seems to be somewhat resolved. Yeah, kind of. Now, yes, yes. Uh, having seen the no. season, I know there's more coming, but yeah. Well, there I is. Mean, there's a someone... minor loose end right now, which makes it feel fairly resolved. Yeah, fucking fucking minor. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. Mm. <laughs> Disagree, but okay. Well, you know, in the grand I mean, I don't scheme know, maybe... of things, in the grand. Yeah, well, maybe it's just, like, I, I'm a fan of enough of, like, you know, comics or superhero films and lore, and I kind of know where some of these can go, yeah. and I just, I, I'm not too happy with how things are settled. Right yeah, now. yeah. And it's like, uh, I'm just, I don't know, this doesn't sit right. No, they're settled in very much that things can go really poorly, very quickly type of At way. any given moment. Technically, everything's yeah. fine right now. It'll stay that way, we're sure. <laughs> as well uh but yeah but uh after after that we'll have a fair bit to say about that but after that we got king of the zombies uh uh, uh this is definitely one we could file under appreciating great trash. yeah there's a lot wrong with this movie i don't hate I mean, it. it i don't the, <laughs> the only defense i have for it and i'm not standing by it and all the other way i'm going like this is just like a context of it this film was made in 1941 oh yeah we will get to it there is (laughs) there is definitely some problematic stuff in here but weird like i i don't want to say i like it but it's there's there's an element in this movie i absolutely love we'll get to it but there's a great element Mm -hmm. in this movie i don't want to say saves it but 
makes it maybe kind of worth it's checking redeeming. out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to wrap this up. Uh, we'll kind of do... Uh, I feel like right now we're on a path where we're going to go over all the Star Trek movies kind of whenever we have segment gaps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which will be common because there's not... Oh, I guess we're coming up on a movie season, but we got a couple weeks where there's holes. But Star Trek is like something that like Bob and I will talk a lot about. Mm-hmm. Just kind of reference it just before we were recording and... Mm-hmm casually and even sometimes jokingly back and forth on the internet so we kind of just decided that "Eh, why don't we just talk about the original movies yeah go go through the original movies yeah and just kind of go through and we could have it just come as they are yeah exactly you know we we could we could skip the and if they get to the start since they did announce the star trek four of that kelvin series i think think they i think it's the eighth time they've announced that's happening so I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I loved Beyond, so I I, I do not hide my love I, Beyond. But mm. uh, yeah, it was all right. It was good. Mm. It was good. Uh, I I just I don't know. I I I kind of want to call Simon Pegg out for being a hypocrite, though. No, what did he do that was hypocritical? Mm. Uh, the the series spaced that he was on. He was like a part of yeah. like, the writing team with that. Mm-hmm. Him and Edgar Wright, right? He did write the line. Every third Star Trek film is shite. <laughs> just j- I just want to call him out on that. Well, I, I don't it's know every if him or Edgar one, right. Not every third. Or yeah, or, or, or no, yeah. Every odd numbered yeah. Star Trek film is shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I just want to. Just let him acknowledge that so, either so him or Edgar s- said those words. So your suggestion that that he should have half-assed it. <laughs> well, you, I mean, if he was trying to like prove himself wrong, like you know, retcon himself. Yeah. Well, do you know? I just, I just wanted, I wanted an answer. Oh, just as a fan, I want an answer. Well, do you want to know the theory that fans have made? <laughs> fans have forced the theory. Uh, because here's the deal with the Kelvin Shatner timeline, the odd ones are good, and the e- even one is definitely the weaker one. <laughs> so here's the fan okay, theory. Okay, okay, I haven't heard this theory. Or In between this? Insurrection and Nemesis, two bad Star Trek movies back to back, which I believe that's the really only example of that. Uh... There's this little movie. Yeah. 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 Insurrection and Nemesis yeah. were both kind of bad. Yeah. yeah. There was this little movie, very Star Trek inspired, called Galaxy Quest. Yeah. So what the fans say is, okay, Insurrection sucked. Galaxy Quest good. Nemesis sucks. Galaxy Quest becomes <laughs> Galaxy a, Quest a Star Galaxy Trek Quest movie. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's absolutely inspired. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's heavily I mean, influenced. It's, it's like, not Star Trek, I, but it's heavily influenced. I mean, mm. it's kind of almost as if they have this idea to make a movie about Trekkies, yeah. but they didn't get the licensing rights. <laughs> yeah, But everything exactly. else was a go, so they're just like, okay, um, we got to make a series and create a, and make a fake convention. Yeah, exactly. Quick. <laughs> uh, I guess a possible movie we could cover while we're going through Star Trek movies, too. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, I mean, I was already going to suggest we add it mm-hmm. to the canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, Which that movie also features my favorite example of a bad overdub. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why they overdubbed it. They're PG. They're, weren't they PG thirteen or was it PG? 
Yeah, I think it was PG-13. We double, but I don't think PG, he could, I, PG-13 PG. didn't have one F-bomb, which is why... Yeah, I don't think you could at that point. Now you could at least get away with two. I think you only get away with two if they miss it. I think technically <laughs> they only allow one. Wait, it's it's such a dumb rule. They're just they'll, also, they'll also allow side boob, just no nipples. What's the thing? Uh, I believe they yeah. they actually do allow nipples, but non-sexual. Mm. And I think they've gotten hard, more restrictive on that. Well, ho- hmm. No, it, that movie is just PG, so that's probably why they did that. Oh, should, yeah, that's probably why it's they... It's totally worth a PG-13. I'm sorry. PG-13 and PG t- are pretty... Well, wait, wait. wait. That's... that's, that's it's a PG movie, Bob. Let's think about PG movies when we were children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. No, There's Gremlins some crazy stuff. PG. Yeah. Gremlins was PG and the mom blended one in a juicer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and nuked one and we watched it. <laughs> we got to see the whole thing. Yeah, you're not wrong. Gremlins. God, the, was it, Gremlins it, PG? It, yeah, Gremlins was PG. <laughs> I know it was Raiders that really made them uh, rethink it because Raiders was yeah. PG. Yeah. Yeah, Gremlins and, is PG. Oh, my God. And also, God. just really quickly, while we're talking about it, can we just say thank you, Joe Dante? Just thank you. No, no, it's a general rule. <laughs> just saying thank you to Joe Dante is, is 100% yeah, just, understandable. Just, yeah, just, just thank you. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for proving all those critics wrong that watching that won't mess me up mm-hmm. into an adult. <laughs> I and, and until now, I did not realize he was directing episodes of Hawaii Five O. Yeah, I hope that's Check what out. he wants to do because he should just be allowed to do on what the, he wants to do. <laughs> if you're on the IM, if you're on the IMDb for Gremlins, look at the who played Mister Peltzer, the dad. Oh, let me see. Uh, I can bring it up real fast. Yeah, look. Click on him. Wait, that's that's the mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not the no. Mom. I saw Peltzer and I went, oh, that must be. Oh, wait, no, that's the, no, no. I don't remember. Was the dad a major character? Hoyt Axton is the actor. I mean, he's the narrator. Well, I don't even see him on here. Wow, that's 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 the app is weird. Yeah, that's that's weird. I see Howie Mandel as Gizmo. <laughs> yeah, Howie was the voice of Gizmo. The only role he could do with how no one would touch him. Yeah, no, he, yeah. I, 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 sh- I don't mean to make jokes about that. It's just... Oh my God, he's listed first? Jesus. <laughs> Who? Uh, Mr. Peltzer. Hoyt Axton. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's in Mitchell. He's in... Yeah, read a brief, nice. read his bio. Read his brief little bio. All right, Hoyt Axton was born March twenty fifth, uh, nineteen thirty eight, in Duncan, Oklahoma, USA. He is known for his work on Gremlins, Forrest Gump, and The Big Chill. He was married to Deborah Hawkins, Donna Bambi Roberts, Catherine Roberts, and Mary San- Sanio. <laughs> he died October twenty sixth, nineteen ninety nine. He did all right, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Career. <laughs> is there anything else I need to see on here? I'm, oh, I'm he's just a musician. Oh, is he? He's a musician. Oh, okay. Yes. 
He's a musician. He and his mother wrote Heartbreak Hotel. Oh, That was made famous by Elvis. He later became a very important songwriter as well, like with a pretty decent country and folk music career. Uh, He wrote songs for uh, like a rock group in the 70s. Like, you know, they had a couple of chart toppers. Uh, You might have heard of them, like, you know, uh, uh, Joy to the World. Okay. Never been to Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I did. Like, okay, that's that's It's kind of like holy holy crap. Holy crap. This man has had an amazing life. Yeah. He he, he did some stuff. <laughs> yeah. But that his most important accomplishment was he starred in the hit movie Mitchell. Yes, <laughs> with Joe yes. Don Baker. <laughs> yes, he was briefly in Mitchell. Dude, that's like I believe Mitchell might be the greatest movie ever made. I so Fun story about him. Uh, years ago, I rode out to Oregon with a friend of mine when he moved out there. And he has family friends who live out there. And uh, one was like a, a, a kind of like a, his his dad's uh, ex-girlfriend. But they stayed. In, but she stayed in contact with my friend and his sister because like she was around when they were kids and they'd go out and visit their dad because their parents were separated. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they still stayed in contact with her even into adulthood. When we moved out there, uh, she told, uh, told him that we could stay at her cabin where she lives in Oregon, which is like in a little tiny mountain, like a little cabin on the side of a mountain. But she said, I won't be there, but my friend, he's kind of watching after the place. I'm down in California working, but I'll be back in a few months. But he'll be there and it'll be fine. And we're like, oh, okay, that's that's cool, you know, whatever. So the guy who was there, his name is, uh, he's a Japanese guy by the name of Sadaki. Uh, I, we asked, like, I just asked, how, how do you know her? And she's like, oh, you know, I know her from, like, back in my days. You know, she would always just be hanging around. Uh, he used to play guitar for, for Hoyt. Oh, oh, hmm. Yeah, and back in those times, I guess uh, the, the lady mares are... Now that I don't know if her actual name, uh, but yeah, she she had known him and like they would always go see Hoyt when he would come to town and like you know they had the property like yeah come stay there's plenty of space for everyone to just park the bus and you guys can stay the night don't waste your money on a hotel. But yeah, so he told us some pretty cool stories about Hoyt and just just about kind of the guy that he was. Oh, he seemed like a really cool dude. Yeah, it was just like fun story while we were there and looking on the wall. There was like old pictures of him, ones of him in that very cabin. (laughs) Yeah, so it was like kind of like it's kind of like looking at like rock and rock and roll museum stuff, but not at a museum, just in somebody's home. And it's like, oh, wow, that picture was taken Hmm. right there. Yeah, that's that is cool. Yeah, that's cooler than any museum Mm -hmm. ever. That does he also cool. told he also told some other stories, none of which I'm going to share on mm-hmm. the po- on air. Okay, well, I think that's a good segue into our first segment, which will be yes. stories Bobby's going to share about Hoyt Axton on the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I guess no. we'll talk about Superman and Lois then. God damn it, yeah. I got excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I just, I just like it's just anytime I have the chance to expose a friend to Hoyt Axton <laughs> as his music. I try to, and Gremlins is my segue. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but check them out. No? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I remember, I will. 
All right. That's always the trick. <laughs> <laughs> but Superman and Lois. Yes. Uh, I feel like like the last four episodes, they were fine, but they was like outside of the thing with John Henry Irons, there wasn't anything really done. And then episodes nine through twelve, I feel like just right from the first episode, it's like, bam! Here's all this stuff. Here's first note I have is Superboy has a, has a cold. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is that the ninth. <laughs> yeah, that would be the ninth episode. Yeah. yeah. He literally he has a cold. He's an icicle. Yeah, sne- sneezing the icicles into his hand, and you can kind of see he's freaking out about. It. It's like, ooh, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, I did call him Superboy a lot in my notes because I forgot the character's name. Uh, Jordan. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to go back and change Superboy. Superboy's fine. Uh, he's essentially Superboy. He serves as Superboy yeah. right now. Sir. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was episode 9... Oh, yeah, episode 9 was also where we revealed that Lana's... Uh, like, a lot of the people in the town have, have essentially become Kryptonians that we don't know about, including Lan Lang's husband. Which yeah, we, which is kind we, of a big reveal. I mean, no, it, it, it's revealed that he goes to talk with him. Mm-hmm. So it's presumed that he is being changed into a Kryptonian mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My other notes I have on it is uh, General Lane is still a dick. I know. I know. I I, I thought they er, developed him a bit more. But like so far this and, season, he's just a dick. <laughs> and it was just from that uh, synthetic like gas grenade. That that also got Jordan sick as well, and which is why he's sick. yeah. And like the thing that I put on it is like it's like really an untested synthetic. <laughs> we didn't know what it would do. The words of every best intended idea. Yeah, like that. No, that made me just genuinely hate the general. Yeah. Oh my god. He is. You're. Uh, wow. It's not. I, 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 it's not just developing <laughs> weapons to kill Superman. It's developing weapons to kill his son-in-law. What the yeah. fuck, man? It, it's just, you are, wow. Mm-hmm. Dude, wow. And because of that, <laughs> doing that, he got his freaking grandson sick. It's like, oh, yeah. great. Stand up dude. I like, mm. I really loved that scene where the general tried to drive a wedge between the boys. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan just like, nope, you're a fucking coward. No, throughout <laughs> these episodes, what I really noticed with Jonathan is that Jonathan's kind of awesome. He yeah. puts the general in his place like throughout these every episodes. Time. And it's like, I don't know if necessarily what Jonathan's doing is the right thing every time, but man, He's, he has he the general's number. <laughs> hey, he he is his mother's child. Yeah. He's <laughs> he is all Lois. Yeah. He is <laughs> not afraid to tell his grandfather what's what. <laughs> yeah, he is he is definitely like definitely takes after his mom. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which I guess that makes sense. I didn't even think about that parallel, but yeah, that's absolutely what they're going for. He's taking after the mom, and uh, Jordan's taking after the dad. I didn't think about that. That's cool, though. Yeah. Good thing to think about. <laughs> I, I still do uh, wonder if Jonathan will develop powers at some point, because I do believe in I the comic book John Kent is the current Superman, so I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's John and Jordan in the comic book. I guess I should know. I, I should read comic books more. <laughs> But unlike some people, I don't judge the comic books without reading them, so I don't usually judge them either. <laughs> no, well, we're not talking about a comic book medium. We're talking about a television or film. Yes, we are. Adaptation yeah. of <laughs> Yes, we are. That is what we're discussing. Yes. 
Now, I mean, we're not going to slice it to pieces because there's a lot of the stuff that CW does and how they frame dialogue shots that absolutely drive me fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. But I put up with it for the series. Yeah, no, it's it's well written. Um, <laughs> and, the, and, and CW does it in every single one of these comic book series. It's in every single one well, where they're kind of having one and the camera will follow them. Like this, when one person's talking, and then go another way when another character is talking. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Every, every one. It it dry. It you don't need that. That's supposed to move the story along. And you're. This is an important exposition. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is this is padding. Yeah. Like, if, why are we doing? If this you're moving the camera during a dialogue scene, the implication is things are rushed. Things need to keep moving. You know, something's happening. You don't do it if they're discussing what to eat for dinner. Or mm. serious dramatic moments. It's like, why did you do that last night? Yeah. Because I was scared. Mm. And just, just no, that, that, that we don't need, no, mm-hmm. no. Why is the camera in motion? Yeah. We don't yeah. need it, emotion for this. No, there, there's it, a couple it, reasons it to do that. It drives me crazy. It drives me crazy, but I put up with it. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, and I've even said that, like the kids' dialogue, I feel is a little weak, mm-hmm. and it it takes away. And the last four, it really pulled me away from it mm-hmm. from these episodes. Like it really did. Uh, but this one, I didn't notice it a lot. But whenever they're doing it in scenes that it's appropriate, I'm not noticing it because the dialogue is that great, mm-hmm. as well as the acting. In most cases, yeah. Well. Yeah, the dialogue, like, I like the story, but yeah, there are spots where the dialogue is just like, man, would a human being really say that? I know it's that a lot, where it's like, uh, really? Really? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We also do get one big reveal. Um, uh, this uh, super rich fella is actually uh, super bro. Yeah, he is a... He is a super bro indeed. Half bro. Yeah. A super half bro. Yeah, he is... He and uh, Clark share the same mother. I remember when this was revealed, I was like, I don't remember anything like that. So I looked up. Yeah, no. It's a 100% creation of the series. It works as a twist, but yeah. It does. It's a 100% creation of the series. (laughs) It does. I mean, I remember I was like, I was reading a news story as like, this was coming on. And I even did this when he said brother. I'm like, brother? Yeah. What? And then the close Google. Hmm. Oh, it's just a create. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's a. I mean, he's Jarrell. You see, shame on you. You see at the end where he is. Uh, you know, he's at the end of episode nine. He's all dressed up, kind of like a Kryptonian, and you're like, oh, of course he's a Kryptonian. There's like a billion ways he could be a Kryptonian. Then it's like brother. It's like, okay, I didn't guess that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh it, at first i thought okay maybe Jarrell and you know maybe that you know he wasn't the only one to send a kid off a of krypton mm-hmm. that's what i thought yeah and that's immediately what i thought because like even with the the original with brando mm-hmm. like it wasn't just soup like his parents in that room there was a group of those people mm-hmm. presumably you know like they all would have one of those pops yeah I mean, I I don't want to just assume that that group of people are the elite of Krypton, but I because I from what I've everything I've understood of the the lore, that sort of social class doesn't exist. Yeah, I don't exist think it does on in, Krypton in their so, fancy crystal caves. 
<laughs> yeah, and they're very fluorescent aluminum foil glowing caves. My <laughs> God, that would be so hot to wear. Yes. <laughs> I would not care for that at all. Oh. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Just think about those are like 1970s stage lights, too. Oh, God. Shit, I didn't even think about that. Oh, God. Oh. That's hot to begin oh. with. Holy crap, man. <laughs> Like, these little soft LEDs are nothing. No, no, it's <laughs> no heat. Just, like, those those old ones. Like, I have an old, like, photography photo or painter's, which is which was pretty much the same as a painter's light mm -hmm. <laughs> from uh, the 80s. That thing, when I have it on, and I, which I used before I got my LEDs, yeah, that one is bright. Mm -hmm. I had to set it the room out uh, far away just so I wouldn't be like, uh... Mm. Yeah, I can't see you, but nah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what? Right. Uh, Superman's brother. Wrong. So we have this army of Kryptonians being raised by Superman's brother. Um, and and you find out that the reason the these Kryptonian consciousness exists is because of something Superman's mother has done. Uh, creation she made. Yeah. Uh, and the the plan, it sounds like, was just to kind of store Kryptonian consciousness. It wasn't actually to start supplanting people. Of yeah. course, Morgan Edge said, fuck it, we're going to supplant people. <laughs> this is what mom wanted. Yes. Mm. This is what daddy said mom wanted. But we will get into that yeah. a little bit later. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they uh, it, it shows uh, Martin Drake... Uh, or Morgan Drake. Morgan Edge. Mm. Morgan Edge, sorry. Yeah, Morgan Edge. Uh, he, uh, Drake. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Uh, Mor yeah, Morgan Edge. He steals uh, the uh, crystal that Superman would use to communicate with Jarrell, which they don't really bring that back up. That's like, it's like he, he shattered it. Yeah. I just assume that's like, it. Jarrell's gone now. That's, no. that's it, yeah. Jarrell's gone, and so is the fortress. Mm hmm. Although it's worth pointing I, out, possibly, like, before we even get to that event, we get possibly, probably my favorite episode of the whole series, at least of the first season, because I haven't seen season two yet. And that's the whole origin story of Superman. Yeah. I love how they do this origin. I'm... Well, I think that that's uh, episode 11. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. This is because this is the one where uh, Lana volunteers because they get the machine. Yeah, it's episode 10 where we have Lana volunteer to be uh, and... Clark's mom. Mm. Yeah, and she, yeah, her like uh, Car or Kal-el's uh, mom's subconscious gets transferred into uh, Lana, mm -hmm. and she essentially comes up with. Uh, she tells him how to reverse it, and essentially, it's like put everybody back in the machine. Well, I imagine getting a Kryptonian back in the machines easier said than done. So they have to come yeah. up with a way to do it kind of quickly and over a large area. And they do. They, uh, Superman gets a whole bunch of them to chase him and then just kind of sets off a bomb that does it. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. I kind of like how he ends up like tricking them into helping him charge it, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's just like, oh, and they're shooting. Yeah. Oh, 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 this doesn't have to be just me. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, that was just kind of like uh, bonus. bonus. <laughs> all right, soups. And you even see Morgan at the edge going, oh, wait, stop it. And yeah, they're all he in knows already. what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also thought, so all those people, presumably, so they stopped being Kryptonians, right? Mm-hmm. 
while they were flying in midair. I, I wondered about that one too because they wake up on the ground fine, and I'm like, perfectly fine. Shouldn't they be like splattered? Like what were or they just like, like waking up going? Yeah, Ow! were they flying like five feet Why? off the air? Boom. <laughs> I was like, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I'd really like to know why I can't feel my legs. I can see them. <laughs> well, I'd like to know why I can't feel my legs. I can't see them. Oh, They're over there. Oh, They're bone. over there. There's a, there's a bone sticking out. That can't be good. I feel like I should be feeling a lot of pain right now, too. That's also concerning. <laughs> I, I feel okay, which shouldn't be good. Which <laughs> Little woozy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I also kind of like, but yes, when we get into the, uh, the, at the end of it, we see, uh, the both or the Arctic, uh, ah, where's my notes here? Oh, mm. that's right. Yeah. So there was a boom. All of them fell down, uh, except for Morgan edge. It looks like a uh, soups crashed at the, uh, at his fortress of solitude, but we also see that Morgan is there. Yes. Yeah. The park pooper. <laughs> do do do, and uh, in the next episode, it opens with uh, Young Soup's throwing down the crystal to build the Fortress of Solitude, mm-hmm. which was fucking awesome. Oh yeah, oh, no. I enjoyed that a lot. I really... absolutely love this origin. I love how they established that how... was the sweet transition of him being a kid flying, yeah. and it flew around, panned right around to him being a, like a, the Superman we know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that was a night. That was. That was smooth. Yeah. That was a smooth and really good transition. Yeah. Well, yeah, I love this origin. I love how they set it up. They established a homemade costume, which doesn't explain his current costume, but like that older costume looked very homemade. It's cool. But cool. Yeah, I yeah. like that one. I kind of wish the newer costume was I love more that in he, that style. More. I love that he was wearing it his first day in Metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, thanks, my mom made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a nerd. He's kind of a nerd. I fucking love He's it. kind of a dork, but it, it works. It's it's perfect for it, Superman. It, it does. But uh, I I do love how... I also like the bird or a plane. Yeah. That was a nice touch. But I love how they established this relationship between Lois and Superman is very much a thing where Lois is into Clark. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, to the point where she's even where the idea of like, oh, Superman's into you, and she's like, I'm not interested. I'm not. I, I like that. I did write down the first words she ever said to him. What was Who it? told you to wear a tie? Oh yeah. <laughs> Who told you to wear a tie? <laughs> no, but I, I and I also love that they were like the the power power team at the planet. Yes, they were. Yeah, <laughs> I loved that little montage of stuff. I was like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. No, and then all the first time Superman saved Lois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the, they are the power. Or couple. and I was like, or wait, Lois saves him. Assist. Yeah, yeah, they, <laughs> they save yeah. each other. <laughs> and Lois gave the name Superman. Oh yeah, well you knew she they would have to do that because yeah. that always happened. I knew that. Yeah, I know that always. And it was like that origins was really cool how we saw it, mm-hmm. and then it started doing these time skips. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I was like, oh what fuck is going on well i do think it's great that this version actually establishes that lois isn't just into superman which was always one of my issues with the classic christopher reeve margot kidder ones where it always seems like yeah. she's way more into superman than into clark of course clark's a 
doofus in that, which it's a whole separate issue. Good movies. Good movies. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> one and two yes. are phenomenal. It gets rough after that, cinema. but yeah. <laughs> three is all right. I don't know if I'd rank not, it that not terrible. High. Not it's terrible. Bad. It's bad. It's bad. It, oh, it's bad. It's a Richard but Pryor it, movie it, for no the, reason. It, it, <laughs> it is a Richard Pryor movie because a ticket and box office yeah. sold mm. it featuring Superman. Yeah. Now, it's not the worst out of, no, the, out of, no, his, five, out of his films five, <laughs> five films. Because the last two, like Death Wish, are shit. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you're saying five films. Are you counting Superman Returns? Superman Returns. Okay. Yes, I am, because it's the same. It's the same. That's the thing. That's supposed. It's the same cam, but I believe it's a sequel to two. I don't believe three and four are canon with it. I thought it was and like I don't a think follow it up to four. I don't think it actually matters. It was a one-off no. anyway. And... No, well, they, they say it's <sighs> that, and solely just because the actor that they picked to be to literally put the the DC EU at that time on this kid's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Oh, they really leaned hard into that poor kid. I feel I bad know. for him. And I think he had potential, but and he it was he, not he a was, good movie. No, no. He was good at looking like Christopher Reeves yeah. Superman. That's about it. What? <laughs> I think he got a little bit of redemption in Crisis cuz they they had him return to play the role again in Crisis. And okay. he was better there. I think okay. I think he could have done a good job. They don't give him a crisis. Wait, they they also have this Superman come too, right? Yeah, this Superman's part of Crisis too. Lots lots of characters are in Crisis. <laughs> okay, like I, I said, Lucifer's there. Uh, the one reporter from Batman '89 is there. Uh, Arliss. Oh, Arliss. oh, yeah. Robert Wool. Yes, I believe that's just a, in our brief cameo, like Lucifer. But yeah, uh, Superman has a bigger role. Well. Superman Returns Superman has a bigger role. There's a couple Supermans in there. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit, I, me and a, a, a friend of mine, we went to go see that in the theaters when it came out. And we both only laughed at one joke in the entire movie. Oh, you laughed at it? I, I don't recall any laugh. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, when we first get the reveal of Lex Luthor walking back into that old lady's mansion. Oh. We hear Parker Posey walk past the dog and her going, I thought there were two of them. No. That's the only part we laughed at. Yeah. I, I the rest of it, we're just, we, were dark, sitting there yeah. like <laughs> we were sitting here like this going, oh, my, this movie is fucking terrible. Yeah. This is fucking bad. I, I had oh my high God, hopes this is one bad. Too. I'm going, well, like, they're... At least they got the fucking theme right. Yeah. No, they got the opening credits right too. But that Kevin Kevin Spacey it. wasn't. He, he was all right. Well, just... I, yeah, actually, I'll go ahead and confess. I thought Kevin Spacey was a great Lex Luthor. Or sorry, sorry, we're saying that but name wrong. I am not Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I'm not interested in seeing Kevin Spacey in anything ever again. No. <laughs> Sorry, we have to edit that and make it the evil voice yeah. because he's evil and does Kevin Spacey. Mm. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, 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 I believe his other name is human piece of shit, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bile duct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good actor. Uh, he can go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a good actor. He can just go fuck himself. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, we. I love I, the origin. I love how it sets up that Superman and Clark are 
they're the item. It's not Superman and Lois, it, or mm-hmm. not Superman and Clark. Lois and Clark are the item, not Superman and Lois. Yeah. <laughs> Despite what the series says. <laughs> uh, I did. I did like this line that uh, Morgan Edge yelled at. Uh, he yelled at Jarrell. He's like, "I will not." It's like, "I will not debate morality with a whisper." Mm-hmm. That 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 was. That was a really cool. I was like, oh, that's again another example. This dialogue's great. Oh, yeah. And uh, I believe it's episode 12. I was trying to remember if there's anybody in the Arrowverse that appears in this series, but there in episode 12, there's John Diggle from the Arrow TV series <laughs> apparently giving. Oh, is that who that guy just showed up? Yes. Yes. He showed up who I was like, because I was like, wait, who the fuck is this? That That is the guy who he. He was an arrow, and he would occasionally be the arrow if, for some reason, Oliver couldn't. Mm. He was, like, the backup guy. Uh, he was great in that series, so I welcomed him back. But I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is totally Arrowverse. <laughs> okay, I was just kind of curious, because I didn't know. I was like, wait, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> I, told, I totally forgot he even appeared in this series. Uh, that might be his only episode, but, uh, yeah, super brief cameo. Uh, that episode's all about uh, John Henry Irons going up against Superman because part of the yeah. flashback is his brother brain wiping him and making him go kind of evil. Though you can see he's fighting it like hard. Yeah. And yeah. he ends up with a fight with Steel. Uh, and that's the big duke out of that episode. Uh, I'm trying to think of the big things that happened. It's just uh, they fight. Uh, Steel eventually wins by talking Clark into not being evil, and Clark says, "Okay, sure. <laughs> okay, it's not as simple as that, but basically." <laughs> well, how do they catch Morgan Edge? I just saw that because they fight, and then do they just fly over and catch him? I believe so. Yeah, just just the two of them teaming up to go after him, I guess. God, that's gonna drive me. Yeah, the two of yeah, yeah, the two of them team them team up. Yeah, uh, Steel beats the living hell out of Superman. Mm-hmm. Hits him a few times in the head of the hammer. Kind of knocks the cobwebs free. Yeah, and then him and Superman go after uh, the uh, his brother, and it kind of like wraps up super quickly. Yeah, like they they um, they um, dispatch of him super quickly. Yeah, almost like it's part of Edge's plan, and this this is just all what he expected. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they put him in a prison, a state of the art prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same thing where that they had a. Uh, I believe it's essentially the same thing they had Lana's husband in while he's selling. It is the exact him. same yeah. thing that they had him in. Yeah, essentially that a cell line of kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. And I did like uh, on that. Uh, I guess his assistant might be on the lamb. Yeah, that was she is. That was the big loose end left that his assistant, who is a Kryptonian, is still mm-hmm. out there. But they're going to catch within the week. So, you know, what? We're not everything's gonna, resolved. Yeah. Everything. yeah. And we're also not going to talk about, you know, the general not owning up for being a dick. Uh, at all. Yeah. At all. <laughs> Giving a half-assed apology. Listen, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, but it was a matter of national security. Yeah, is lunch just, here just yet? Like, get, is lunch... get fucked, yeah. dude. No, he's he's kind of state awful. of well, oh, uh, yeah. My last note: LOL, state of the art. LOL. That that actor, he's a good actor. He's a good... 
<laughs> he is a real good actor. He was also in Nip Tuck, and he, he wasn't as much a dick there, but he had his dick moments, and he was good at fluctuating between the two. Here he's just being a dick, but he's good at that, too. So he's, he's really good at it. I don't think we see it in this series, but in Nip Tuck, occasionally he would go, like, kind of semi-crazy. Like, he won't kill anybody, but you'd get these monsters like, fuck. He was really good at that. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and that, so we're left off with everything resolved. There's nothing else left for this season. It's all resolved. Yep. The next three episodes we'll be watching are pretty much just them taking a summer vacation. They're just going to relax. Yeah, yeah. Nothing's going to happen. They're going to take in the theater and go. Yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. They're just... They don't have to worry about it because, you know, Batman's there. Yeah, they're just one loose end. But they're going to catch her within the end of the week. So nothing's going to happen with that. It's all good. Well, I'm kind of almost surprised they haven't gotten the actors who portrayed Batman and Catwoman in Gotham like the last few episodes because it wasn't the kid who had been Bruce Wayne this whole time. They got like an adult actor back to play Batman well, and Catwoman. Yeah, Gotham Gotham is not part of this universe. So I think it's a part of its own. Yeah, I think it's its own thing. DC is all over the go- DC's a mess. I don't even know what it is. What. Uh, Arrowverse it is. is probably the most uh, coherent of it. And even that goes over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the movie well, universe, it just seems like it's going to go crazy with Flashpoint, which has gotten delayed again. So who knows when that comes out? Mm. Oh, it got delayed again. Yes. I think the only DC, I think uh, right now we're getting Black Adam in like, july and then shazam 2 which actually that one got moved up shazam 2 comes out in december and then everything else this year of this year this year oh another december release i wonder if it's gonna be another christmas thing that could be fun but then uh like all the art movies got pushed back next year it was supposed to be aquaman 2 in december but nope (laughs) uh maybe they have to reshoot the ham the amber heard stuff yeah you see, my rule with the, the, the whole divorce thing is... Yeah. <laughs> listen, anything that happens while divorce proceedings are going on, we we kind of have to ignore it because we are not seeing yeah. people at their best at all. No, we're not. We're not. I know and that. I, I know. try not to judge too harshly. Even though I've seen some I, bad I, stuff, I, I try not to judge too harshly. I I, I, I just... I, I kind of feel that it's unfair that they just how one party will lose their job in a series and the other not solve allegation alone. I feel that if I don't know, I just don't feel that it was right that he got kicked off of the fantastic beats franchise. No, I don't think it was either. I think that was weird. That being said, I think he's dodging a bullet getting off that franchise. Yes, I do too. Burning. Oh my God. Because I thought the first one was terrible. See, I enjoy the first one. The second one's a shit show. And with Rawling the way she is now, she can go fuck herself, frankly. <laughs> well, I'm happy that they had that she had no part of the cast reunion. Yeah, thankfully. From uh, what I understood, like most of them didn't want her there. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Eddie Redmayne have come out Both. vocally against her current stances on things, which is something yeah. we'll come up as we get closer to Fantastic Beast. But uh, yeah, I, I need still need to put Garrelle something for that. Not right for this oh, one because we're not there yet. Oh, you're gonna make me watch it, aren't you? <laughs> what? The Fantastic Beasts? No, we are not watching Fantastic Beasts. Oh, we are not touching God. Harry Potter. We are not touching J.K. Rowling. Uh, fuck. <laughs> what about Tolkien? Duh. I wasn't planning on it. I'm not against. Good. It. <laughs> good. I mean, I, 
I'll invest. That's right. Uh, isn't that series coming out at some point? I think so. I yeah. I mean, but I also, you know out, what else is coming out too? What a new Game of Thrones series. Well, yeah, uh, it will come out. It, they're going to sync it up so it comes out with the next book. So you know, uh, right now they're planning for a May uh, twenty forty release. <laughs> hey, you know what? For as old as George is, and as much as he's working, I I got to give the guy respect. Yeah, uh, he's keeping himself busy. I guess I didn't not writing Dance of Dragons, but hey, or not writing his next book. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Dance uh, of Dragons already came out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's that game that I really want to get now, Elden Ring. I saw like gameplay footage it looks so goddamn cool and then i saw he did the fucking story for it and i'm like oh that that needs to go on sale so i'll get it <laughs> yeah uh, i read on his official uh, website that he's like got four series in the works with hbo right now oh my god mm. ones that he is like helming mm-hmm. like he is just making sure that you know that his story is going to be told the way that he wants mm-hmm. it because he still says that, you know, I could have made, like, you know, A Song of Ice and Fire go for 10 seasons. Yeah. Like, I absolutely could have. Well, and no, they I'm... could have kept it going. They could have ended it well with essentially the same storyline if they put, like, I don't know, a lot more fucking effort into it. But they had a good yeah. idea of how to end it, and they just half-assed it, I felt like. they did. I think they did, too. Yeah. And, I mean, nothing, like, against the character or anything. I just... I think that John should have been the one to kill the Night King. Yeah. Arya killed Daenerys. They, oh God, this is a whole separate topic, but yeah, they set up all these battles and it felt like they didn't actually think out how to really, it felt like something where everything needs to come together at once to be something huge. And it said they just did it like step by step. And it's like, well, that's kind of boring guys. That's kind of, it is, it is, it is. That whole episode leading up to the Night King's death, mm-hmm. I was just kind of going like, I'm not liking any of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not liking this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of undead minions, let's talk a little <laughs> bit about, more about Superman Lois now. <laughs> yes. Actually, I'm going to get a beverage. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourself. Because we are going to the way back. Way back machine of 1941, a pre World War II. No, yeah, yeah, World War II adjacent. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think the U.S. entered the war in 41, but I think the war yeah, started we're on the in 39. Cu- I think we're on the cusp. I think we're on the cusp. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, like we haven't entered the war. Yeah. Yet. We were we giving weapons haven't. to the Allies, so kind yeah. of, but not really. I, I, yeah. it doesn't have any like mirror image right now <laughs> yeah yeah no, nothing to really draw comparison to of today yeah all, all right. right all right we have to talk Let's about see. george a romero's king of the zombies <laughs> no this is not george romero i don't i mean i don't know <laughs> this is probably a movie that kind of wanted george to make one with some heavier commentary yeah because this definitely fits the criteria whenever I've seen anything about Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Of all the movies that George said that were coming out, they were all just these voodoo zombie guys. Yeah. And... Oh, yeah. Um, I largely dislike this movie, except for one. There's like one gem in this movie that I love. <laughs> and, and, and his name is Mac. 
and he is a drunken Irishman. Also, he's the pilot. Not, not, no. <laughs> yeah, Shockingly, no. no. <laughs> I know. No, 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 no. Jeff wasn't my favorite either. <laughs> the whole time I just kept saying, ah, have a drink. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really felt they should have just called. Well, we should explain to the people yeah. what, the, what King of the Zombies is. It's a 1941 horror film, a horror comedy I want to put horror exact. in quotations there, because... Uh, yeah, well, horror for 1941. Shaun of the Dead is scarier by, like, a mile. <laughs> the Notebook is scarier. Well, it's scary for all the wrong reasons, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's horrifying to think that to think that Ryan Gosling would treat Rachel McAdams. Out yeah. Of what is wrong with yeah. you, young man? It's fucking Rachel McAdams. Show some respect. Jesus Christ. God. <laughs> you're a fucking <laughs> whip your hide <laughs> but this movie um what it, so the plot of this is uh there's uh, some rich philanthropist who is aiding the u.s government and looking for a missing general or admiral mm-hmm. high-ranking officer i want to say admiral i don't but, think uh, it matters <laughs> he charters a uh he char- he he gets he highlights he hires a pilot who is also like an army guy or a buddy mm-hmm. Uh, it's never really established who these men are or why they're out <laughs> doing other than the best description of what I just gave is pretty much the most we get of the film. Also, um, the rich man, a bill, he has, um, well, the pilot's name is Jeff or no, 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 no I'm Jeff. sorry. The pilot's Jeff's name the is back. Mac. <laughs> Jeff is in the back seat. Jeff plays, um, now I first saw this movie. It came as a pack mm-hmm. in movies, like multiple movies in like a giant box set. Uh, I have it. I had. Uh, I have owned two collections that has had this movie in it yeah. in them. Uh, the first one, all it said was, uh, "And Jeff, played by Mantan Moreland, um, he plays Jeff's uh, butler, as it is described in that text." Mm-hmm. Now, in the film itself, uh, it it's clear that he is a servant or a slave yeah though they refer to it but they only use the word servant throughout the whole film Mm -hmm. but it's very clear into how the actor mantan moreland was portraying that role that that was a very genre type like type casting for that time yeah now again i am not defending it no no it's all it's tasteless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. It's, dis- it's disgusting. But to Mantan's credit, he exploited it. Oh, and yeah. And he made a living off of it. And he did it. He was very, very comedic mm-hmm. in all of his delivery and performance. And this is something that I sent to Bob as just part of our production notes for it. Uh, there was a time where this actor was also considered to be Shemp's replacement in the Stooges after Shemp's heart attack. But of course, Columbia was against it for obvious reasons because they didn't want an African American actor being a lead character, let alone a stooge. And it's, it's actually profoundly disappointing because he is the absolute gem of this movie. He, he has <laughs> a presence to him. Yeah, he's playing he kind does. of this stereotypical black character, and it's a little cringe, especially at first. Yeah. But it is also kind of charming and endearing the more you watch it. He is... Yeah. He is... Like, I don't even understand how he gets the third credit here. He is 
essentially the star. I think you get more screen time with him than anybody else. I feel yeah, like he, he does have he does have the most screen time. Yeah, the other characters are treated like they're more important. And honestly, I could give a fuck about any of the other characters because he's yeah. just fun. He just whenever he's up there, he's uh, doing jokes. He's acting scared from because there's fucking zombies. It fucking works. <laughs> It works. It, it does. And it's just it, it's interesting because I, I watch it and I think about the evolution of like representation in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes lack thereof, mm-hmm. mostly lack thereof. Yeah. Mm. I mean, just to think that this was a time where this was common in cinema. Mm-hmm. Like This was like in any other film. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I really get to thinking about it. I was like, well, you know, I remember a lot of those old cartoons from Disney. They weren't exactly, you know, PC. No, no. This is actually, I'd argue, this is probably a lot better than a lot than something from Disney yeah. from the time. <laughs> we were uh, just getting into the meat and potatoes of the movie. Oh yes. Uh, so yeah, they they were sent to investigate uh, a plane crash by a army uh, higher up or what have you. And then they hear some weird radio nouns, and then they have the smoothest plane crash ever. I know. They're just laying on the ground. They obviously don't even land in the plane. They're thrown out of the plan, plane, plan, plan, the plane, <laughs> and they're fine. They just kind of get up and dust themselves off. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah Jeff, uh, Mantan's character, uh, he lands in by a graveyard, and he's like, no, no, get me out of here. I'm not dead. No, mm-hmm. no. Which I think would be my reaction, too, if I woke up and I see a headstone above me. Yeah, definitely. Nope, nope, nope. I'm out of here. (laughs) And then they they find a castle where they uh, later go to seek some shelter, Mm -hmm. where it's ran by this creepy guy who gives off some Dr. Dracula vibes. Yeah, I told Dr. Dracula kind of wannabe dude. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, who also is incredibly overtly racist too yeah yeah well like first time i watched it that was the one i was like wow mm-hmm. okay so we're not even hiding it in the subtext at this point in the movie no all right well, he has three guests and then two of them get their own room and then together. <laughs> yeah together uh well you know what they're a couple and they're a lovely couple <laughs> they are a lovely couple it- because it's heavily implied. <laughs> but uh, and then uh, the third uh, gets to sleep downstairs with in the kitchen with the, where the where the other servants quarters are, as he put it. You could probably guess what all these people have in common. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like they don't hide it. Mm-hmm. There's even one lady in there who I would say uh, and uh she looks like if you were to imagine the worst depiction of uh, somebody who practiced voodoo in Louisiana or in New Orleans, it would be this cook in the in the kitchen. Yeah. Well, I do want to say what the what the people downstairs all have in common to make it firmly established is that they're the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, they are. They really are. The the lady who played the maid, yeah. she was like one of the only few actors in this movie that could keep up with Mantan beat for beat yeah. in the sense of comedy. Yeah. I noticed. And I was like, okay, oh, like these two know each other. They've like worked a lot together, I could tell. Yeah. For sure. Like, they have a com- they have a definite familiarity with each other and how they're acting. That's the thing. And it shows and it comes through on the screen. 
everybody plays this movie straight except obviously Mantan and <laughs> and her. He, he plays yeah. it. Yeah, he plays it for what it is. Yeah. He's like, oh it's shit, great. there are zombies. Everybody's like, no, there's not a zombie. It's like, yes, there fucking are zombies. Yeah. <laughs> and these are these are some of the most tame zombies ever. I'm slow moving too. Oh god, they slow move. I'm not even. Do, they what? move to the beat of the drums. Boom, 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 boom. Like, are these? <laughs> I don't even understand fully how these zombies work. Are these are flesh eating zombies or? I, just, I think they're just zombie. I think they're just mindless zombies. Just slave like, zombies. Mi- like, yeah, like like voodoo zombies, possession zombies. Because okay. uh, remember, Mac got possessed too. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Now, I'll, I'll admit, mm. the first time I watched it with a buddy of mine, we were kind of just like commenting and kind of riffing on how fucking racist this movie oh, is. Yeah, it's it's out but there. Mm. Out, in the later in the movie, when Mac becomes possessed, we were just like, you know, all of them are just going brains, brains. Meanwhile, Mac's going whiskey, mm-hmm. whiskey. How racist. Making mean jokes. Yeah, me, 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 making jokes about the Irish. <laughs> to be clear, my buddy who uh, who I was with was Irish, and he was making that joke. No. And I said, potatoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, the other guy is obviously supposed to be like the heroic lead. I, I'll be <laughs> yeah. I'll be blunt. I give two shits about him. I... Yeah, no, he's supposed to be. That's well established. Yeah. Now, however, the act of him actually doing anything heroic, that does not happen. Yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> it's, I'm not even 100% sure how much this movie, like, when they were shooting, how much was actually scripted? Because it feels very just kind of cobbled together. It does really feel like punched together. And like I imagine like a lot of rewrites happened while filming I, I don't know how this seems like a cut and dry, like horror production that was just like, you know, let's go mm-hmm. film it. We'll be done. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do, we'll, we'll film half of it on a stage. Probably all of it on the sound mm-hmm. stage. No, I, I do love when they enter the house and they, yeah, cause the house is like a really cool set. Yeah. Well they like, enter <laughs> and when they step inside, they're obviously still inside, but it's like, they're supposed to be coming in from outside, but it's obviously an internal door that are they're entering. It's yeah. they didn't cover it's, it up well at all. I mean, you do shit no. like that in movies, but man, that no, no. <laughs> I mean, I it, I could forgive a boom mic and shot, <laughs> or a shadow of a boom mic. No, I could forgive that. Yeah, there's all types of technical errors I'll forgive, uh, but there's it, some like really cool stuff that they do for the time here like uh there's a point when a uh, mantan first comes and count he has a first uh, mm-hmm. i guess he survives a zombie attack mm-hmm. uh where he's laying on a bed in the kitchen and uh, yeah they, or they just pretty much make a he makes an area to sleep on a counter which looks like out of stone yeah but like there's candles by him and one by one you could tell they're edits mm-hmm but like somebody blew out or they put out each candle and then made it seem like one by one they were going out. Yeah, they did now a it's, job it's simply that, done yeah. by an edit. Mm-hmm. Simply done by an edit, but it was still cool and it looked clean. Yeah, definitely. For 41, that's that's an impressive edit. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, uh it's also worth noting like the opening credits for this they put more yeah, work into like it a, than they had to. That's not bad. Like it was all just like cards being pulled. Yeah, well, it was it was <laughs> it was nice. It was like they set up so it's like this cloth roller, 
yeah. thrown down and kind of well, like, kind a of lot flowed of, with it and it had to be tricky well, for the time it, they did good well, like yeah a lot of movies were made they did their opening credits like that a lot of the time mm-hmm. like they were like on mats like almost like matte paintings mm-hmm. and they would just kind of have them rolled out mm-hmm. and i don't know like, like older hollywood like that the production that they put into the film itself yeah. is something that i feel is lacking in, in films today yeah but obviously it's a lot cheaper just to like build a giant green screen wall and you know do it that way mm-hmm. I get that. Well, yeah. Well, we are at it the takes time away from the... where they have to be more yeah. creative. You can't just do anything you want. I mean, I have like some poster board over here that I can put behind mm-hmm. me and make any background I want. Not going to look yeah. great, but I can do it. I could buy neon green ones yeah. mm-hmm. and make it be whatever I want, but I just choose these tapestries. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you'd miss out on my pile of stuff and my Genesis poster. And well, yeah, and I mean, we can't lose that. <laughs> I'm not standing anymore, so you can't see the stuff I have up there. I mean, it's still Alf. <laughs> it's still Alf. I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't gotten a Kermit back from my parents yet, but <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, yeah. There's a there is a creativity to the early movies that. It's like I don't even know how you bring that back because just things are so different now. Yeah. But yeah, this movie kind of just it also just kind of ends. Oh, yeah. No, this movie is like 68 minutes. It feels like two hours. Yeah. It also just kind of abruptly ends. Pretty much the evil doctor was creating voodoo zombies because his wife had some ailment. Mm -hmm. But that's not really gone into any further. And uh yeah, they I, fixed the voodoo zombies, and uh, yeah. I'll be blunt. I completely forgot the wife was in this, but yes, that is totally a thing. That is kind of, yeah. I feel like it's supposed to be like a big part of it, but it's just kind of there. Well, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just kind of there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's all because uh, Jeff is like the highlight of the whole goddamn movie. And he, he yeah, is he not is. written to be the main character, but he really is. Cause if, he steals the movie. If he's not on the screen, I really didn't give a shit about anything that was happening to anybody <laughs> else at all. Even him being a zombie was funny. Yeah, that was just weird and dumb. But you know what? Fuck it. More Jeff. <laughs> I think it was just probably more of like he's like started kind of just doing it. Yeah. And then they thought it was funny. He was like, hey, let's put that in the movie. Yeah. That, that's hilarious. Okay. Sure. I mean, he is the highlight. And I will say... I think this dude just missed something not have bring him on board because he does bring yeah. a charisma. Uh, I think I would have loved to have seen some uh, Larry, uh, yeah, um, Larry Moe and uh, and Mantan. Mantan, yeah, sure. I don't know what yeah. name will have gone by, but no, I would love to see yeah, what they but... will have done because I think that could have been awesome. I think that that could have been. Um, I know that he does have reoccurring roles, so if you want to see him in a role that he's kind of more well-known for, is he was also the driver in all Charlie Chaplin films. Oh, really? Not Chaplin, but a Charlie Chan. Charlie Chan. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Chan. I was about ready to say, Charlie Chaplin, he wouldn't have gotten a chance to speak. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. Char- Charlie Chan, yeah, he was the driver in the Charlie Chan movies. Did Chaplin do any talkies? I don't think Chaplin. Did I know any he. Talkies. I know it was Buster Keaton jumped on the talkies as soon as they came out, and, Ch- and Chaplin. Yeah, thought but it was Buster a... Keaton also was known for doing those like amazing stunts, yeah. like the one on the train yard. That is that's still incredible to well, watch yeah. today. Buster Keaton definitely seemed more like, uh, yeah, let's go forward. Whereas Chaplin seemed let's more like, do this, yeah. yeah, hey, I got my shtick. We're gonna stick with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Buster seemed like the guy who would be more of like, 
hey, you know, like, think about it. They're watching this through a screen. Mm-hmm. So behind that screen, that world can be whatever we want it to be. Yeah. Let's mess with their perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. But, uh, anything else on King of the Zombies before we, we talk about the motionless uh, it, picture? It, <laughs> yeah, it, it did have a <laughs> it did have a sequel a few years after. I've seen that up, too. What, Return of the yeah, Zombies? And, yeah, uh, Revenge. And oh, I Revenge. think they... Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if they were going to go for the full um, uh, Pink Panther trilogy mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. Because it's, like, uh, it's like Curse, Return, Revenge. Yeah. I think that's like the Pink Panther trilogy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not no. necessarily in that order, but yeah. it's like either Return, it's, uh, well, it's, yeah, it's Return, Revenge, or like Curse, and then, or no, Revenge, or Return, Revenge, Curse. Yeah, I know in Halloween it was Return, Revenge, Curse. <laughs> yeah, and that is and that is the Pink Panther trilogy yeah. too, because it's like Return of the Pink Panther, Revenge of the Pink Panther, The Curse of the Pink yeah. Panther. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they almost, I don't know if they were planning on doing the Pink Panther trilogy with it or not, but Well I did see Yeah, that's I did Oh sorry, I ahead. was just gonna say I did see in the thumbnail Jeff does return. He's the only part I would even care to watch again. And without yeah, like a, when, uh, well, I, I did w- start watching a little bit of this one mm-hmm. and how they kind of subtly implied about Nazis and war. Okay. They're full fist in this one. Oh, yeah. Well, this th- this movie, if it came out right, like 41, it's either right after 47. the U.S. entered or right before. 47. 47. 47, the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So that's a couple yeah. years after it ended. Come here. I think so, yeah. Of course, I know lots of movie productions were probably on hold during the actual war. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. because like I think a lot of the people who were crew members, mm-hmm. like you know, production staff, were serving and yeah. got drafted. Yeah, no actors did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, no, I mean to the best of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine Lee Marvin just showed up, mm-hmm. <laughs> wanting to kill some people. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, if if you are interested in checking out Mantan Moreland. Uh, this is yeah. This is solid. Um, he's great. Every other aspect gotta, of this movie, I hate. <laughs> you just kind of gotta just swallow that nineteen forties yeah. culture. Mm-hmm. Just kind of gotta swallow that pill and look past it. Yeah, but Jeff is a great character. More Jeff. It's mm-hmm. it's cemented in film. It's there. Mm-hmm. We can only learn from it. Yeah. <laughs> now, now. Like, are we ready to move on to other movies that are not as long as they feel? <laughs> oh. So we're going to yeah. start t- talking about Star Trek, which makes sense. We yes. bring up Star Trek a lot. I'm a huge Trekkie. Yes, we do. So we're going to talk about the first Star Trek movie, the one that nobody actually really talks about. Cause yeah. I am a late to the party Trekkie, but yes. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I love Star <laughs> Trek, but this... As a kid, I hate this. As I grew up, I'm kind of more okay with it. And I think part of the issue is I think the DVD copy is the director's cut. I okay. think the director's cut is probably better because watching this, I was just kind of bored. I remember thinking it was okay. I think it's a difference yeah, I between the of directors. I remember thinking it was okay until I watched Rathacon. Well, no, Rathacon is a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah. Now this this is actually a super expensive Star Trek movie. Uh, yeah, I want to say it was the most expensive one 
for at least a while, probably until the next generation series. Yeah, probably. Uh, Speaking of, we do hear that theme. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, the actual next generation theme was actually composed for this movie. And essentially, they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, let's use it for TNG, too. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like it. Yes. Uh, God, they do. They have some great sets and models in they this do. movie. They have, like, the Enterprise interior. It looks so cool. Yeah. And Even though it will change in every movie after this. Mm-hmm. And they got some great shots of the exterior, too. I, I believe it's about five hours in this movie of exterior shots of the Enterprise. Well, no, that, that that's what was on the cutting room floor. Oh. But, no, the, to, it, to the film's credit, all the space shots look phenomenal. No, that's, well, that's the thing. Like, these shots look phenomenal, but, man, they drag on them. That's oh, the they do. thing that hurts it. It's, it's like, God, it mm-hmm. looks beautiful, but cut to something else. Okay. Yeah, and well, I think it also well, it didn't help the fact that you know the the main nemesis was mostly a space gas vapor. Yeah. Uh, Well, my parents point (laughs) out that this was actually a new version of an episode of the original series. So I watched that episode after uh, watching this movie. It's uh, what was the episode called? I want to say it's called the Changeling, but it's about this probe called Nomad that the Enterprise beams aboard. Uh, and it's just a robot, and it's looking for other perfect robotic life. It's looking for the creator, who it thinks is Kirk. Uh, Does he try to sleep with it? No. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, this episode's weird. And I will definitely say the Valid movie... question. <laughs> the movie is better than the episode, by a decent margin. Okay, okay. Uh, that is also the episode, the, the robot nomad probe thing mm-hmm. it wipes ohura's memory and it kills scotty and the and they're like oh my god you killed him and the robot's like well give me some of your uh you know tell me how you people are put together and i will fix him so they like feed a whole bunch of anami to this thing and it fixes scotty and then they're like okay now now fix ohura and it's like oh no i can't do that and that the, you, I, wait, 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 yeah, wait. It, it can't fix Ohura, but it says you'll have to re-educate her. And here's the thing. Bones has this big old smile when he's like, oh, will we? And it's like, he, it's like he's almost giddy about it. It's like, wait, what? What? She literally like had her whole life erased and you're just happy to re-educate yeah. her? Who's gonna teach her on? Who's gonna teach her all the different languages she speaks? No, and the, the episode just ends like at the end. They say, uh, "Oh, she's at college level uh, knowledge right now. She should be ready for duty next week." <laughs> Convenient. And it's like, wait, are we just gonna ignore? She just had all oh, yeah, her memories wiped. We're glossing over that. The credits are rolling, man. I mean, we can't have Nomad Fixer because. That is insane. Oh, that we got to get that 60 Star shit. Trek theme, man. <laughs> oh, that that was that was Okay. So the movie is better than the episode. Yeah, yeah. The movie clearly. need maybe uh, at, least at least a half hour, hour cut. cut on the cutting room floor. <laughs> No, yeah, the the movie drags and it 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 stretches. It it suffers from the problem that some 
a lot of movies, some movies today do, uh, letting stuff breathe a little too yeah. much. I think letting stuff breathe is fine, but uh, yeah, just too much. Uh, I can't think of any other movie that does that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's no recent movie that really does that I can think of. <laughs> Well, uh, you got a cough there. You got It's the same cough I had. Just something gets in my comedy. It was, it was a it, it was a, it was a good it was a good cough. Yeah, I mean, there there's there's good movies out there that ha, that maybe breathe too much. <laughs> and, and you know, sometimes exposition in films can be like you know a bit overemphasized. Mm-hmm. Irishman, mm-hmm. but you know. Sometimes it works. Mm-hmm. This one isn't a case of where it does at moments. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Like what I. But it's hard to pick them out because the good ones kind of like I think the good ones complement the bad ones mm-hmm. in this. Well, there's there's. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. There's this <laughs> interesting story idea here where Kirk is essentially taking over the Enterprise because Decker is the captain of the Enterprise. And Kirk is saying, I'm going to take over this mission. I'm going to be in charge, which is pretty, I'm the captain now. pretty shitty of him. Yes, technically he can. He is yeah. an admiral. But usually if yeah. you're an admiral, you just go, hey, I'm just I'm just going to hang out. I'm just going to make sure everything goes well. If you need if you need help, I'm here. That would usually yeah. be the role of the admiral, something in here. You know, and obviously if they feel like it, they can take control. But usually you let the captain do his thing. <laughs> yeah. But no, Kirk takes full control, and it's obvious Decker doesn't like it, and it's obvious Kirk shouldn't be doing this. And McCoy comes the closest to flat out calling him out, but even he seems more reserved than he should be in calling this out. Yeah, he does. Well, I think the most we see, the most genuine bones we get in this is when he first arrives. Yeah. And then Kirk made him shave his beard, Mm -hmm. and we got subdued bones. Yeah. And you could. Well, no, he came out for a bit after that first encounter. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he's kind of calling out Kirk, but it's not going all the way there. And I think it's because they know the audience will want Kirk to take over. So the audience is going to be completely against Kirk. But I think it yeah. kind of needs called out that Kirk is being a giant dickweed during this, especially during the beginning of this movie. Oh, yeah. He is just like, I'm Absolutely. in charge now. Oh, fuck you, buddy. What did Decker do? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and we will yeah. not go into what uh, the actor who played Decker did. Uh, we will just be going into what the actual character did, which is nothing. Which was <laughs> he was a great captain, okay. <laughs> but uh, and this movie also has a very. It starts off with a very interesting uh, segment where uh, Spock is on uh, his home planet of Vulcan. Yes. And he's going through a ceremony that will uh, alleviate him of all human emotion, of all of his human mm-hmm. emotions, making him a full Vulcan. Which he kind of comes back, and I mean, he's he kind of he's acting like Spock. Yeah, I don't know why they acted so weird. That's Spock. It's pronounced Spock. <laughs> a Spock. 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 <laughs> I don't know how he pronounces it so weird. <laughs> Spock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think McCoy had a best, you pointy-eared bastard. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Shatner is an interesting actor in that I I think he's a good actor with the right director. Otherwise, he's a yeah. bit much. Which is himself. 
No. No. <laughs> Completely disagree with you there, but we're sure, going to get into yeah. that. We're going to get into that eventually. Yeah. We're, 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 we got I mean, it's obvious, a few weeks on that it's one. It's obvious who Yeah, it's it's obvious who the better director out of the two is and that's Nimoy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not Obviously. <laughs> yeah, Nimoy. Well, that's is. the thing. Like of all the other like main crew members, even going down like you got DeForest Kelly, you got Laird Nimoy, uh Walter Koenig, uh James Doohan, uh Nichelle Nichols, uh George Sakay, all Yeah. All consistently better actors than William Shatner. It's yeah. a fact. They all like I've never seen them do a bad job with any of these characters. Shatner, uh, there's some bad moments. I've seen in him chew series. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen him chew more scenery than any of the mm-hmm. others. I've seen him chew more scenery than Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Even Jonathan Frakes recognizes that he's not a great actor. You hear yeah, Jonathan Frakes he talk. Makes it he, work, he's, but he knows he's not a great actor. He he's like I he love directing. I'm a, <laughs> but I love directing. Yeah, <laughs> and, and his movies were all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he he has a very good Star Trek movie, and then not as good one. But we we aren't there yet. <laughs> we aren't there yet. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, yes. So as a general rule, you want your number one directing the movie as much as possible. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But yeah, we will get uh, when we get to the next movie. I will have some praise for Shatner there because yeah, holy crap, <laughs> he does a great job. In yeah, that. he 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 had he definitely has talent. He does. He he really does. He's not even necessarily bad it, here. It's this is not like cringe levels of something. It's episodes. just a bad. I think it's just a bad script. It's. I think they played it safe and just kind of went with like, you know, they made an episode into a yeah, movie. Yeah, no, this feels like an encounter at Farpoint situation where they wrote an episode and then they're like, ooh, can we double this? And it's like, what? Because <laughs> that, that was what happened for the first episode of TNG. They, they wrote an episode and then they decide, oh, this needs to be a double length episode. Yeah. That's why that one <laughs> drags so bad. Yeah, they should have just made that into the first next-gen movie. Yeah, well, Encounter at Farpoint might have even been in one of the better episodes of season one, because season one's a shit show. But might have been one Oh, of the season one ones, is a shit show. If it was half the length. If it was... <laughs> I, wait, the, what's the, what season is it where uh, Riker sends Picard, or suggests for Picard to go for, to this pleasure island? <laughs> what was that? What season was that? I mean, are you talking about when he goes to Ryza, or is there someplace else? It's like where he goes on a vacation to get away from the ship and the crew and just to have a little vacation for himself, but ends up getting caught up in a mystery. I mean, if it's the Ryza play, I'm thinking that's season three. I think it's that. It's the one where he's mostly lounging around. Okay, like, yeah, you know, uh, it's Ryza. <laughs> no, I'm trying, because there's also a season one thing where he has to go on vacation and he goes into the holodeck. Does some dicks oh, no, and gallons. Yeah, holodeck adventures always go well not, on the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not not that one, not that one. Uh, seen that one, not that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, this is this is not as bad as Star Trek gets. It's fine. I think the director's cut is better. Haven't seen it in a while. Uh, this yeah. drags though. This is. Listen, if the idea of lots of really long shots of sets and pretty good special effects especially for the time 
If that appeals yeah, to what you, was that nineteen seventy eight? Uh, yeah, yeah uh, probably most of it was made in seventy eight. I think it was released in seventy nine, but a lot of, that means a lot of yeah. it was made in seventy eight. Um, a shot of Spock being launched into a space vagina. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's this movie. <laughs> if that appeals to you, this is this is your bag. <laughs> <laughs> I think he I think even uh, after he goes in he he contacts him and says I have penetrated the orifice or something like that. Yeah, he does say something along <laughs> It's like, lines. "Oh my god. <laughs> We're not even coding it, are we?" Say, <laughs> like, "Oh. Okay. I think I should try jetting out and jetting back in quickly." <laughs> Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. Oh, I forgot about that song. That song's classic. <laughs> oh, Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. He's only three feet tall. Bilbo, Bilbo Baggins. The bravest little hobbit of them all. I, uh, there's an album I found, and I'm sure you can find it streaming, where it's one that is of, uh, it's, uh, it's like the best of Kirk. Or like a Shatner and Nimoy. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Well, if it doesn't contain Bubble Baggins, then it's a lie. <laughs> oh, it does. It does. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the names of his album is The Two Sides of Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> One is a side profile of him, the other is of him as Spock. Yeah, of course. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, here it is. It's uh, called Spaced Out, the best of Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner. <laughs> uh, track listing goes, uh, here's uh, some Shatner songs. The first two are uh, Kane Henry V, uh, Elegy for the Brave, then a Nimoy song, highly illogical. Leonard Nimoy singing "If I Had a Hammer." Shatner with uh, Mr. Tambourine Man. Leonard Nimoy, "Where Is the Love?" Uh, Leonard Nimoy, "Music to Watch Space Girls By." Shatner, "It Was a Good Year." Nimoy, "Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town." Uh, Shatner, "Hamlet." <laughs> Leonard Nimoy, "A Visit to a Sad Planet." Nimoy, "Abraham." Martin and John, Shatner, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I was about to say Lucy in the Sky and Diamonds. Yeah. There. Uh, Leonard Nimoy, and actually a really great track on here, uh, If I Were a Carpenter. Mm. Oh, great mm. one. Um, uh, Shatner, How Insensitive. Nimoy, I'd Love Making Love to You. <laughs> Nimoy, Put a Little Love in Your Heart. Nimoy, Sunny. Nimoy, Gentle on My Mind. Nimoy, Nimoy I Walk the Line. Nimoy, ba- Ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Nimoy, Everybody's Talking. Nimoy, Both Sides Now. And Nimoy, Spock Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, him singing I Walk the Line is pretty awesome, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so that album is like, you know, mostly Leonard Nimoy mm-hmm. songs. Yeah, well. Good. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason for that. <laughs> There's a reason, yeah. But also, yes, him singing... When there's another one that Shatner did where he did a whole melody of uh, you know themed songs mm-hmm. around Rocket Man, so he yeah. did Space Oddity. Oh God, mm. Ground Control. Yeah, it's a major time. Well, that's the thing. Like Bilbo Baggins is a fun, quirky song, but it's like 
it's actually a song. Whereas I feel like William Shatner stuff, you're not listening to an actual song. You're listening to William Shatner's weird rendition of a song. You're <laughs> yeah. But like even like Leonard Nimoy singing I Walk the Line, like he, he sings the song with convent with conviction. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't see like, like it's anybody else. No, it's 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 comparable to Mr. Cash's. Nice. Uh, well, I do feel like we're drifting a little bit away from the movie, but yeah, we I'm are. going to brain but, it back. Cause but this movie also drift, drifted far out. It too. does. But we have to talk about <laughs> the uh, character that always made me think of Donnie Iris every time they said her name. Uh, Aaliyah. <laughs> Aaliyah. Yeah. <laughs> Copyright. Yeah. <me. laughs> That's why I didn't play any of the songs I listed. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, she essentially comes onto her crew, and she's quick to bring up that she is in compliance with her vow of celibacy or something like that. <laughs> Odd thing to establish, but okay. Yeah, I, I, I understand. She, Admiral Kirk is Yeah, here. no, uh, she's there, and it's like, oh, she's in compliance with her vow of celibacy. So that means this is her first mission with Kirk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> she says that, and he's just like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yes. <laughs> but apparently she's an ex of Decker. And yeah, she gets captured by some sort of light thing. Or I thought she got possessed. I, I thought she got like disintegrated into it. Her like, you know, yeah, and it's and it took their the form of it. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. too sure because well, she appears happened. in the shower later. Yeah. And then and then essentially Decker merges with her. That's kind of the end of the movie. Uh, there's not a whole lot fucking happening in this movie. Yeah, there really isn't a lot. <laughs> uh, they could have actually really done more of the Kirk-like angle. Because it's like, they do have this angle where he's just taking over the Enterprise and being a dick. And then it's just kind of dropped. Yeah. And it's like, you definitely could have milked. Like, if you're looking for padding, you could get, like, at least, like, ten more minutes of story out. Something well, like that. The, and, and the... And they'll do stuff like this later in the series yeah. where like someone else from the uh, Federation will be will come aboard and be like, Kirk, you're out of line. Mm-hmm. Or they'll send a message, return to base immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, OK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even knowing then, like, you know, anytime that they ever said that in the original like film series, where they said, come back to base right away. Mm-hmm. And I just go like, you know, he's not. Yeah. Yeah. I- I know he's not going yeah. to, and this is the first time I'm watching. Unless this. you can remote James. control that ship, he's not going to. <laughs> this is James E. Kirk. James R. Kirk. James R. Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's listen. I this thought is, it was Tiberius. I always thought it was Tiberius. Uh, yeah, that's what a lot of people think. But if you watch the 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 second pilot episode, you realize it's James R. Kirk. He put, he spells Change. Tiberius with an R. <laughs> okay. No, it wasn't a mistake. He spells with an R. <laughs> okay. Sure, sure, sure. Freaking Iowans. <laughs> Freaking Iowans. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, this isn't great. It's fine. It's not as it's yeah. not as bad as the franchise is gonna get. Uh, for an opener, this is not a great opener, but it's not terrible either this isn't like this isn't oh my god this franchise is immediately wrecked movie this is not batman and robin it's not even batman forever it's not even (laughs) it's not superman four no 
No, I, I'm, I'm not even sure. Death of a franchise. Yeah. How to kill a franchise real fucking fast. This is... How to tank it. Oh my god, yeah. Well, this movie <laughs> did fairly well. It barely made its money back. But like I said, this it, movie had a huge budget for the time. So barely making yeah. its money back essentially told the studio, this is a property that can make money. We just got to make this a hell of a lot cheaper. Yeah. Which is... We'll get more into so it what, next time. <laughs> so what the, what they did was they decided to cast Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> well, we'll get into it because there's there's <laughs> a fun little story about that. I'll probably research it a bit more. I know a lot of it off the top of my head, but yeah, Star Trek. I know, is cool. I know, mm. I know that they got a green light from pretty much like Gene got the green light for pretty much free reign in that one. Like creative wise, that's what I no, remember. No, this is reading the this it. is the one he had free reign in, pretty much. This is the yeah. one. Okay, he lost a lot of it because of this one because it was too expensive. He went too crazy. Mm. Yeah, I think, and I, I mean, like content, like story wise. Yeah, I, they still let Gene just like write the story that he wanted to write. Yeah, that that or that's the, yeah, that's this yeah. one again. They took a lot of control oh. of him for Star Trek Two. That's the thing with Gene. Gene, I think, has his heart in the right place, but whenever he has a lot of control over the stories, you end up with weird shit. Like, th- this yeah. isn't even the worst of it. He had a huge amount of control over the first season of TNG, which we already brought oh. up. Yeah, no, he had, like, a stranglehold, but really, the whole process of getting that series to air mm-hmm. is, like, an epic tale on its oh, own. Oh, yeah, just ha- this... Like, there's a great documentary. I don't know if you've seen it or not, Bob, but I think it's called Trouble on the Bridge. I mean, possibly. It's, I've seen lots of them. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's about the production of it. And they talk about, like, how they made it. Like, they have interviews with the entire next-gen cast mm-hmm. and people close to Gene and archive footage of Gene talking. And I guess there's a great one when Picard wanted to, like, leave. Mm-hmm. So Gene told him, all right, well, meet me in the commissary. Mm-hmm. And that day, you know, I think it was like, you know, John Luke Picard knew or Patrick Stewart, you know, they were going to film today mm-hmm. and he was still in his costume. But he said, sit in your costume mm-hmm. and we'll meet. And we'll talk. He let him sit there for a long time. He, I don't think he ever met with him, but he let him sit there and like thinking in an area not where the actors are mm-hmm. or everything. He was in where everyone else was in the commissary. Yeah. And I think like, you know, Patrick's like, and I heard people talking like, is he leaving? And that it was something like that, but just it was a very interesting, interesting documentary on how like it got made, and Gene kind of had to pull the Wild West side of him out to get it made. Yeah, for sure on the air. Yeah, because not a lot of people were wanting to take a chance on the television show. No, no. Well, another Star Trek show. The movies were doing well. That's that that helped a lot. Yeah, especially at that point, I think that the TNG really came off the heels of Star Trek Four, which I believe was their biggest hit to date. Yeah, and uh, they made two more, and then they decided to you know merge casts in the films mm-hmm. and made Generations, which is an all we'll right get to movie. it. Yeah, it, I don't yeah. think it's particularly good. It's not terrible. Uh, it's not. It's not terrible. It's, good, it's but yeah, it's it, it's not good. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I think they they threw together a decent idea of how to merge things together, but they definitely didn't have time to flesh it out because it was very well. The 
We'll get to it when we get to it. <laughs> we will get to it. Yeah, we're like we're just now. I'm just kind of wanting to say like you know it's 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 no mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no six. Yeah, but no no six six. <laughs> we'll get to that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next week we had a plan for next week. Okay. So CP from Willie Scridia should be joining us next week. And then we yes. will also be talking about Wrath of Khan and then Superman and Lois episodes, the last three episodes of the three season. Three episodes. And then yes. a movie that is yet firmly decided. <laughs> yeah. We will find we out exactly a... what it is. <laughs> We're kind of tossing it up uh, to if we find a, a digital copy of it. Mm. <laughs> Or cover one that we uh, just kind of both feel we should be talking about. Yeah, yeah. we we will find out. We, we have time yep. to figure this stuff out. <laughs> yeah, we do. I'm we not going to lie. I usually marathon most of these over the weekend anyway. So <laughs> I, I marathon them all on Sundays, but um, I probably won't next this upcoming Sunday. So I'll probably marathon them tomorrow because I'm actually, well, I could still marathon them. I, I got to open that Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we're shutting down next that next week, so that means four days of me sitting on my butt. Yeah, but to me, you're just sitting on a computer cutting stuff together yeah. <laughs> or writing stuff. Yeah, watching or writing. Yeah, watching usually with the te- television and, and my laptop in my, in my lap, mm-hmm. just watching, mm-hmm. taking notes here yeah. and there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was cool. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, we'll see everybody next week. Take care. I want to go ahead and add some audio credits at the end here. Uh, The theme music you're hearing at the beginning and end of this podcast was uh, written and performed by George Johnson, a very good friend of mine. And my current Patreons are uh, Fel Martins, David Lara, and Lindsay Painkhurst. If you'd like to become a patron, go ahead and follow the link down below. Anything you can provide would be incredibly helpful to this channel. We're barely limping by right now. Uh, I'd love to make this my full-time job, but I'm miles away from that right now. So any help you could provide, just a dollar a month would be amazing. You know you want to. All your friends are doing it. I have something I was going to send to you Mm. today, but I didn't get around to it. I'm going to touch up on it and just give you a list of uh, grindhouse horror that we should cover for October. Okay, that should be fun. Like gory mm-hmm. gory well i have that uh i shared with you the fought the list i have just yes. r- like yes. there's only a couple things in here i'm a hundred percent firm on oh yeah uh dr mordred have you heard of dr mordred no i have not uh, i have it in the lineup kind of leading up to dr strange that is a movie that was supposed to be a dr strange movie but they didn't they uh decide not to go with it so marvel decide not to go with it so they end up just rewriting the character and doing it like on its own. And it stars Jeffrey Combs. Sold. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that, that's a movie I've been wanting to see for Sold. so long. And I'm like, oh my God, we have to do it. Wait, for the wait, podcast. wait, wait. Jeff, Jeffrey Combs plays the Doctor Strange. Yes. Oh. <gasps>
Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, yeah. 